Joel Ingram, and this is Crisis to Crushing It podcast. Let's dive into this week's talk, and I'll help to increase perspective, expand perception, and allow you to change your reality. Enjoy the show. Okay, so today is a solo. <clears throat> so I thought what I'd do is I'd ask myself some of the questions that I might ask my guests. So this week has been a little bit of an emotional roller coaster, to say the least. Um, most to do with children's behaviour, and as a father, trying to stay non-emotional. Yeah, engaged but non-emotional. So this question relates to my what is going on in my world right now. Um, lots of the bones. Um. Recently moved to a new job uh, within quality assurance, which is one aspect of my life that feels on point. Actually, one of two. So, <clears throat> feeling pretty happy when I go to work, which is a massive, massive bonus. Um, my diet is good. I'm meticulous with my planning for, for work with uh, meals. I'm seeing good returns. My training is good. Uh, I'm trying to be consistent three to four days a week. I'm looking to up it, trying to do an extra couple of days with regards to spin uh, in addition to weights. And what else is going on? Okay, family. So family is my main value, which right now feels like it's going down the toilet. Um, I am frustrated. I am unsure what to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. So my eldest son, I'll give you a bit of background. My eldest son loves his Xbox, as most people probably relate to. So... Um, He's just had it taken off him about two days ago. This is like the fourth time it's been taken off him. But this time, it's for good. It's not coming back, apparently. Um, and the best bit is it hasn't been instigated for me. It's been instigated for my wife. She is the lady that needs to gain the respect and control. I won't say control, but you get the gist of what I'm trying to say. Um, especially within the house with regards to homeschooling one and uh, an elder boy of 14 and then his uh, second eldest 13 year old girl so the eldest boy seems to be <laughs> unhappy is a word I would use um, but then it's all the little side things that go on all the, the niggling and the um, picking and you know, taking it, taking frustrations out on others. I mean, I had a good debate with him. Um, actually, I come in from the day he'd been uh, banned from the Xbox, and it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't. I don't think that went as planned. So anyway, he got quite confrontational about it, um, and he's becoming a bit of a big boy. So his concerns there. Um, So when I came in, I was 
immediately made aware of what had gone on. But in my head, I was aware of the, where I needed to be in my head with regard to responding versus reacting. Um, this uh, E plus R equals O thing. So, so the, what, what outcome was I looking for? And I was firmly etched in my mind. Now, the old Joel would have gone in there, uh, bouncing, um, probably raging a little bit at the fact that he had been uh, confrontational or, um, you know, uh, less, less, less than helpful with regards to taking the information on. Um, however, I felt for me to get a response I needed, seeing as he was already heightened, I need to be going in at a different level. Um, I noticed originally, uh, initially started to be, uh, he was very fast talking. He was very abrupt. He was very, um, knocked. I suppose <laughs> this is a good way to say it. Um, but I stayed level. I stayed calm. My voice was the same. I tried not to, uh, actually, I tried to stay very chill in the moment. I wanted to get his story and his version, just if nothing else, other than to hear him vent and get it out rather than keep it inside. So it's always interesting when they give their version on things because they 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 create things as as adults do when we imagine stuff too. We create things and stories and we add things in and take things away and it's important bits we miss out because we just completely missed it. Um, and then there's our perception and take on things. And after, after a 45 minute chat, it was sort of felt that it was done almost to upset him. Uh, it was a means of like being horrible. Um, and I was coming from the point of view of, well, okay, I can appreciate how you might think that. Yet, in that situation, if it's done to you, then you are completely powerless. So if you're completely powerless in a situation, what could you do to make yourself feel more empowered? And the only thing, <clears throat> there's lots of things you could have done. You either point your finger and blame other people for your circumstances. Which means you don't have to do anything because it's everyone else's fault. Or you just sit in it and wallow and make yourself sad by running the same stories over and over and over. Again, no change. Both of those results in no change. The only one that allows change is when you turn around and say, and which is what I was hoping for because he's an intelligent boy, is was maybe, Dad, I messed up. That's what I was praying was going to come out of his mouth. Um, shockingly enough, that didn't happen. So um, it sort of turned into, um, yeah, an hour and a half discussion um, about how he's unfairly treated and, and everything else, and um, yeah, just g g g general wallowing and 
um, justifications for why. And when I brought it back to the crux, which is the, 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 where it all started, uh, and I mentioned, well, where does it start? He couldn't tell me. So I then asked him, do you honestly not remember where they started? And this is only like the night before. So it's Friday night he's had it taken off him. So Thursday night something happened. So I said, can you honestly not remember? He said, no. I said, well, what happens when I come into your room at half past, half past eight? I said, right, time now, mate. Knock around the head. Time's getting on. You've got to get for uh, school in the morning. Yeah, okay, Dad, I'll do it now. Nine o'clock. Go back in, give him a reminder. Ken's, time to get off now, son. It's getting a bit late. <clears throat> you, you promised quarter past eight. I'll try to not be too confrontational or, you know, I said, rah, rah, rah. I thought, well, no, I'll let him try and manage it. And if he was going to get off at a decent that time, even if it was over, then he'd reap the the percussions of that the next day. So that time would have been taken off his follow evening's game time. Anyway, he went to bed thinking that he was off it. 10 o'clock. I can hear him start shouting down his mic. And I go in and I ask him, I say, son, I got to be up at five o'clock in the morning. I need to turn it off now. And he just looked at me and went, what? I said, well, you need to get off now. I said, that's enough. Off. And then it was, yeah, well now in a minute. But he obviously wanted to do it on his time, in his time. So that, I don't know, perhaps the aspect of control is not there because he's done it of his own volition. So I, I sort of stayed there and waited for him to turn it off because I reminded him firmly, you promised and we agreed quarter past eight was the knock on the head time for all gaming because you need to get your sleep. He said, I said, this is going to have implications for you now. I said, because you know you're not going to get it maybe the next evening. But it didn't just turn into not in the next evening. The following morning, he was um, wouldn't get up, which meant he was well, well late for school. Um, I mean, I'm I'm in work at this time, so it's if it all, it all falls to my wife. Um, However, it's frustrating to go through when your child does well in school, is more than capable of doing everything, is really good at heart. You know, they've just got this aspect that when they get on the game or the, the phone or whatever, they change. And, um, and I understand some of the science behind why they change. But... Uh, I just think it's very sad and it's very, very frustrating as a parent. So this is probably me telling you basically about that event so far. Um, so the update is, it's been taken off him. Uh, he cried most of the evening and went to bed about four o'clock because he was that upset. Um, the next day he woke and he'd been talking to some friends on his phone we were going out for a game of football. So he's gone out for a game of football and he was out most of the day playing football with the boys, which is basically unheard of. Um, it was funny. I was saying to the wife that it feels 
his perception or his take on things is all my friends are always on there. Obviously not all his friends because he's not going to be playing with all his friends. So some of his friends are on there. And they're always on there because sometimes he's playing solo. So he doesn't know, you know, there's nobody there. But what he made it mean is that all his friends were always on there. Therefore, if he wanted to be in touch with his friends, he needed to always be on there. I haven't dropped this into him yet, but I mean, it's funny how our perceptions shape what we believe to be true. And this is pertinent to adults as well as children. Um, you know, like I just explained with his take on things there. But all his friends, well, not all his friends, but some, certainly some of his friends are accomplished footballers, gymnasts, rugby players. So they can't be on their all of bleeding time, otherwise they wouldn't be any good or anything else. So I'm hoping this is going to open his eyes a little bit. Just give him a little bit of um, awareness. Um, and even though it's going to be tough and it feels really difficult to be going through because we're seeing uh, a shot of um, him taking out his frustration on his siblings, um, it's going to be for the best for him. Um, and then what he did try to do the other day was because we've always um, encouraged him to pursue his, like his, he wants to be a YouTuber. So we allowed him to pursue <clears throat> building his channel and, and everything else. But then he was asked of us, well, what about all the work I've put into my YouTube channel and uh, all the, all my subs and everything else? And I'm like, well, yeah, perhaps you should have thought about that before you decided to um, break your promise. And the funny thing is when you, when I phrased it that way, it sort of, it, it, it wound him up, but I wasn't trying to wind him up. But the frustration from him, I feel, was probably a frustration of knowing that there was an element of truth there. Um, and when I look back at myself on my journey, all one of my fingers were pointing elsewhere and blaming other people for my situation um, and when I wallowed in my pity and my sadness and my whatever my just generally being knocked off I couldn't have been further from discovering what I needed to do because those habits and behaviours sitting in them for a, for a bit can be okay if you're processing through because frustration, anger, and depression are not, are not forever. They're transient states. Um, sometimes I look forward to going to bed if we've had a particularly rough day or difficult day, knowing that tomorrow comes the light. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, we put ourselves in these states, these emotional states where we, we buy into the stories we tell ourselves and frustrations, um, what we're trying to achieve, what's knocking us off, what's, what's, what doesn't fit with what we feel should be. I mean, one of the popular words I used to use was, it's not fair. Um, what is fair? You know, who determines what fair is? 
I think fear comes from what we believe is an expectation of what we believe should be right. But then who are we to say what is right? Um, treat other people as I expect to be treated. Um, but saying that something's not fair is probably one of the things that when I trace back and I'm pointing fingers and I'm saying, you know, he treated me this way or they did this or they did that or it's just not fair. It's not, there's no resolution and there's no growth and there's no way forward from it's not fair until you rephrase it in such a way that you can do something. Now, if you said that situation is not fair, I don't feel it's fair and what can I do about it? That's fine. That's going to give you growth because then you're looking for solutions. But just to say it's not fair and leave it, to me just seems freaking ludicrous and God, a number of times I said that over the years and and, and wondered why I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> um, you empower yourself for growth, for change, requires ownership. Um, so th yeah, like I've just touched on, I mean, family feels like it's going down the loo at the moment. It's not. It's not that bad. It just feels, it doesn't, it's not as I want it to be, which means I need to do something about it and there's work I need to put into it. Um, there's work we all need to put into it, obviously. So, it's the next thing then is, that, you know, what's the steps I'm going to put in? Well, I want to try and bring us back together a bit closer so we're, we're more as a unit. Um, and getting them off the Xbox is a massive, massive step towards that. The, the youngest is also had his Xbox taken off him. He had a bit of a cry, but he's good. He's uh, He's gone through it quite quick. I think he goes back and forth to it. He's upset, and a couple of hours later, he's not. So, on the whole, he's pretty good. Um, and my oldest, and then, and then uh, my daughter is, um, is into her phone, so... Again, that takes it away from the family. Bleeding tech. I don't know about anybody else out there that's struggling with kids and tech. But I tell you what, it drives freaking nails into me. It's, uh, and I understand we're coming into a technological world, uh, and, and, and our children are going to be shaped by what they learn now. It just feels like we're getting further away from being, um, <laughs> what do they say? We've never been so connected. But so, yeah, so disconnected in a way. Um, we talk to everybody all over the world. Yeah, how do we generate true, honest, vulnerable relationships with each other? You know, I know vulnerability and honesty is a big one. And, um, but this is why I thought I'd share this today. I mean, this has been, um, this is a couple of days of me trying to <laughs> find my way through it. And, uh, I just thought if I could share what I've done, like with regards to staying calm, going into the, into the, into the situations and thinking before I engage in the situation, what outcome do I want? It might help someone out there. Um, 
and this plays across all of life. This is just not for, you know, engaging with your children. This is like every single aspect of your life. If you always go into it with a, a thought of what outcome do I want and then moderate your response and response is different to react. I mean, there's times to react 100%. Then there's times not to react as well. Um, reactions are emotional based, whereas responses are more logical based. So if you can understand your default setting, which my, mine used to be um, very, I was very reactive. So very, um, yeah, very reactive. I mean, I, I probably take very similar to my father as, as when he was, when he was younger. Um, but it's usually when children's behavior grates on a belief of what you believe is wrong. Um, again, who, who, who are we to say what's, what's right and wrong? I mean, there are right and wrongs, obviously, but when we lay expectations at the feet of children, it's up to us to follow through um, on our on our on our boundaries, on our education, on our explanations. Um, that used to be another one. I, I never used to explain anything to them if they were if they were doing something wrong. Uh, it was a spell. I just thought they should listen, and I can understand. Of they should just listen. And there are times they should just listen. But it's, I've noticed with my younger son, he's much, much more responsive. If I was to say, Roman, um, don't do that, son, because if you do that, then this. So cause and effect. It seems to engage him more than just saying no. Um, and I've tried to do that. Oddly enough, I've tried to do this with my eldest. And this doesn't seem to be as effective, which is, yeah, perhaps there must be a way I'm doing it differently or in some way. Um, my, 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 my little child, uh, my daughter, she is very black and white. She, 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 she doesn't like confrontation. She doesn't like disagreement. However, she won't shy. She won't shy away from it, um, and she will speak her mind if she feels something's in the wrong. Especially in school, particularly forthright in school. Not so much in the house. Um, I don't know. Maybe she feels it's a because it's a more contained unit. You know, there's no. It's, it's difficult to escape in the house sometimes. Um, so yeah, but. It's obviously something I'm doing with the youngest one that I'm not doing with the eldest one. So that might be something to look into. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if there's people out there listening to this and you want to engage in conversation, hook me up or tap me up on uh, Facebook or, or either of the platforms, um, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, let's have a conversation, man, and, uh, you know, we'll... Uh, we talk through your struggles, see if we can help. And, um, yeah, I hope this gives somebody some insight. I'm not really sure if it will. Uh, I'm sort of cringy, not cringing, but like wondering if this is the type of content that people want to hear. I mean, 
I don't know. So give it a go. You've got nothing to lose. Uh, um, if it's not, maybe pivot. Um, so that's it, guys. A short one today. Just remember, like I said, E plus I equals O. Event plus response equals your outcome. And responses are different to reactions. So understand your reactions. Try to understand how you react in certain situations. And when you understand what your default reaction is, you can then address it and put a response in instead. Um, and the response will be manipulated by how the outcome you want. So you will, you will engage with the event in the future, the outcome that you want first, which will then allow you to moderate your behavior appropriately. Um, some quick ones that helped me were, um, listen, when I listen to things, I, I, I tend to, I listen and stand back. I try not to engage in the emotion of people in, in, in work and outside, or if I'm listening to, a, uh, to, you know, two halves of an argument, I'll listen to them as if I'm detached, um, as if I'm just a filter. So as if I'm just listening, I'm not really expected to give a result or give a reaction. I'm just listening. Um, that's pretty good. That allows you to moderate. Um, yoga was huge for me. Yoga really, really got me, allowed me to be present. <laughs> really helped me to like not be reactive, massively so. And then I, I, I uh, coupled that with um, meditation as well, which was very, very helpful. Um, I mean, you can usually feel it kicking in when the adrenaline kicks in. You start to get a bit wound up. And maybe your heart speeds up or you start to, your breathing changes or maybe physical changes you will feel, especially when you tune into them. So, yeah, moderate the breathing, try and slow it down. Uh, maybe some box breathing. Um, was it in for four, hold for four, out for four, in for four, and then cycle it until you can get yourself, you know, up to either four seconds or seven seconds or whatever it is, but keep the count the same. Um, or the other one is breathing all the way in. And when you get all the way to the end, uh, to the, when your lungs are full, you say in. And when you breathe out, out, you say out. And it's worse and keeps going, keep cycling, keep cycling. You'll notice that you'll be able to calm down those palpitations. You'll be able to change your physiology with your breathing, which if you're a reactive person and you're struggling to deal with reactions and emotions, which go hand in hand, um, it, it can be quite useful and helpful and certainly helped me over the years. So I highly recommend that. And yoga, there's loads on YouTube. Adrienne's a good one. Um, and once you sort of get into the flow of it, I usually just piece like three or four moves together and just cycle it over 10 times literally like 10 minutes in the morning uh, that little can be very impactful um, and have a very positive effect on your day especially if you're going into a job where there's potential conflict where there's potential disagreements and you need to be of a mindset where you can respond and not react that's what I found it very helpful for so like I said just a quick one thanks for listening um uh, and, and if there's any content you'd like me to cover, please uh, please let me know. Uh, crisis to crushing it at gmail.com. And uh, I'll see if um, 
yeah, if if you guys tap me up and and let me know, I'd I'd love to cover some topics that you're interested in, or if there's anybody you'd like me to have on the show. And that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good Sunday. So thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. My name is Joel Ingram, and I am a certified NLP coach. I help passionate, resourceful, and professional people who feel stuck and unfulfilled with aspects of life to rewrite their narrative and chronicle a new, engaging, and captivating future. Please subscribe if you found benefit.